Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. John, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Very eventful episode tonight, so definitely lots to get into. That there is. Uh, it's funny that there was a point pretty early on where I heard someone say that there was not to talk about, wasn't a lot to really, you know, not, not, not enough really newsworthy coming out of it. And then the last hour, especially, things kind of hit, uh, hit, uh, hit into high gear, really, uh, in some good ways, in some bad. We'll get into all of it. Uh, before I do, just want to remind you all of this show. Like everything we do here is available on all of our platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. Already getting some nice comments here. Steven, what's up? Hope you're doing well. And hello, Nesha. Glad, thank you for joining us here tonight on Monday Night, the Monday Night Raw post show. Obviously, the road to WrestleMania continues here. We are five weeks away, and tonight's show definitely uh, you know, furthered furthered that road and added some matches to the card, or you know, if not added, you know, heated up others that we had already known about. But you know, we might as well just dive right in. We got Kirk Jackson saying that Edge turned heel here. So let's dive right in with the, the quote-unquote main event segment. Edge addressing his ultimate awesome future was one of the very few segments advertised for the show. Last week, he set the, set the stage for his WrestleMania awesome challenge. Didn't actually get an answer, but by and large, I think everyone could probably have predicted. And I think we talked about it last week. We were largely leaning toward AJ Styles. That, that would make the most sense other than something totally crazy like a Cody Rhodes match or something. This is something that Edge has been talking about in interviews. AJ Styles talked about in interviews. This makes just it makes the most sense. And so thankfully, thankfully, at least the match itself, WWE went with, went with it. They had AJ Styles come out and answer the challenge here uh, from Edge at the end of the show. Simply saying, I accept. That was all AJ really said. AJ, there's an Edge said that um, he's looking forward to the match. He knows it's one that AJ wanted, and then uh, he said, "I don't want. I want. I want the the, the pit bull or the bull of the bulldog AJ. I don't. I don't want the the, the tag team bitch that you've been built for the last year." And then he just really kind of turned heel. Yeah, he, he just really tore into him, beat him up, and and night just beat him up, but uh, blast him with two concertos here. So we got a bunch of comments about this already. As I said, Kirk St. Edge turning heel here. Uh, Eddie or Eddie Zahari seems to be glad to see this match finally happening. Steven Singh as turning heel, maybe because of that, or at least as a, a general prediction, saying that he can see AJ winning. Nasser thinks she like the, the Bulldog versus tag, tag team bitch line uh, and crediting Edge's eyes here in this promo. Edge, Edge really delivering a good promo here. Um, and Brian Everchipian saying, Hey guys, happy we're getting AJ versus Edge. Uh, surprised by the whole turn. So, yes. And they, uh, Kind of similar here with Scott saying, makes no sense to turn Edge healed. John, what are you thinking here? Uh, first of AJ accepting the challenge and with Edge pretty clearly turning heel right up, right off the bat here. Oh, well, I might be in the minority here because I was a fan at the start and then um, I'm not, I'm, I do not like this. Uh, I agree with Scott's comment. It doesn't make sense turning Edge heel heel randomly with no build to this at all. Uh, you know, Sean also saying, you know, teal, two heel turns in one night. WWE getting desperate. And DJ mentioning Edge is going to put AJ over at Mania anyways. Now, I agree with DJ's comment, but I don't think you needed to do this in order for AJ to win. AJ could have certainly won as a heel. In fact, I think it would have probably been better for him to win as a heel. Now, I get that Edge is probably the better heel just in general. He's always been a good antagonist and thrived in that kind of role. Uh, and let's rewind for a minute and say that Styles was really one of the only logical choices that it could have been. So I don't think anybody was surprised here. 
He didn't have any clear direction on where he was going to go at WrestleMania. Uh, neither did Edge. But you can't keep either of these guys off the card. So this is this is a dream match for a lot of people. Still, even though, I mean, I got like ridiculed online for giving my take about, you know, you know, feeling this way. But people were like just going after me saying like, no, this is good. This is good. Edge is a good heel. AJ, this is this was needed. AJ just turned face like, OK, if that's how you feel, whatever. But like, I just personally don't agree. Regardless, it's going to be violent. It's going to be an intriguing three or four weeks before the show. Uh, I thought this this was, um, I mean, decent as far as like the structure and storyline aspect of it. I just don't like the the. I guess I I, I personally thought it maybe it was a double turn, but people were saying you know that AJ was already a face when it's ever since the Omos thing. So, to each their own. Uh, at the very least, I thought this was a, a heel turn from Edge. So, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Uh, for Nesha suggesting maybe a TLC match. No, this is going to be a normal one-on-one match, I would assume. Nothing special uh, unless they keep this violence the next couple weeks. Then maybe like a false count anywhere. But uh, we'll see. You know, Eddie says AJ Styles ball always be the target. AJ Styles will always be the target. Uh, anyone who wants to turn heel. Well, yeah, that does make sense. People seem to turn heel on AJ, so uh, I understand that. I think and it really then, means it's ball, John. I think he means uh, I got another comment saying that people tend to oh, because he got kicked. Okay, okay that heel. makes sense. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> Brian saying, "Why couldn't we just get Edge versus AJ two baby faces like Mox versus Daniel Bryan?" I, I've seen a lot of people saying that too. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't answer that. Uh, Colin can't answer that either. We we don't write the show. Uh, uh, but it seems like you may be um, at least a di- different opinion than I do because I'm pretty uh, against what they did here. Uh, you I, you seem to be okay with it, though. Am I right? Uh, I will elaborate on my thoughts a little more. just want to get through some of these comments here. Uh, definitely seems like a lot of people not loving the heel turn. Steven's saying don't like the heel turn either. Uh, another comment about AJ getting, getting uh, hit in the nuts. <laughs> you know, uh, a couple comments saying, you know, uh, that Cody Rhodes was probably the only other kind of conceivable possibility. But even then, that was a pretty, that was probably a long shot. There was like a split second to that where I was like, is it going to be Cody? And then even, even like, you know, I, I just got, got a little carried away. But no, it was, I felt like it was always going to be AJ. Michael saying, oh, Edge, he's not in when he's hungry. <laughs> I guess Edge was a little, a little on edge for it because like maybe he had a, a light dinner or something. He was not not himself tonight. But also, Stephen Jay was wondering if this uh, could be Edge's last match. Not necessarily. I mean, I haven't heard anything about that. But, um, I mean, anything's possible. I don't know. I would imagine he'd want to go out as a face. But these days, you never know. You, you really never know. And we got another comment earlier. Herman had said uh, that, that he misses the heel Edge. I saw some comments uh, on Twitter generally saying that, oh, like, heel Edge was overdue. I mean, for the record, they did turn Edge semi-heel last year for WrestleMania. You know, when they had the Roman and Dana Bryan thing. That was a pretty, like, shades of gray thing. But I would say it bordered on heel, if not was fairly heel. So to say that it's like so overdue, I would necessarily agree. But I do think Edge is a very good heel. That's that is important to note here. Uh, he's been great as a face. He's great as a heel too. Um, but I'm, I, I will more- say this. I will say this real quick. It worked because at first I wanted Edge to win this, and I very, very clearly and definitely want AJ Styles to win this now after what we saw tonight. So uh, I, for what it's worth, what they did worked. 
as far as people's opinions and trying to get them to think a certain way. I just don't don't like what they did is all, I guess. Yeah, and I would probably tend to fall more on the side of it that they could have just had Styles versus Edge, two fan favorite baby faces, two living legends, kind of gone with that, a friendly competition. I know that in some sense that may sound kind of lame, but... You know, I, I think there's a way you could do that in, a, in, in an interesting way. The first time Undertaker and Shawn Michaels faced off, neither one was really a face heel that, that I can remember. The second time, Shawn was more of a heel there. Um, but the first time, it was more, really more just, oh, like we, we're two legends. We're going to have a match. We're, we know it's going to be good. May the best man win, by and large. Um, and I think they could have done that here. There, there's a way to do that in, in an interesting way. I just think a lot of time WWE feels the need to you know, to, to make it a little more traditional of like the face and the heel, good guy, bad guy. That's just kind of what they do. And by and large, it works and it works fine and it's good. But this is a case where I thought didn't really need it. Uh, and I agree. Nash is saying they could have had the match, didn't need as a turn heel. That's kind of where I'm at with it. But I'm sure it's going to be good. They do have, as I we said earlier, uh, roughly five weeks. So I'm curious to see how they tell the story. Um I just have a feeling they're going to overcomplicate it. Like, because to me, why? Why did I just turn heel? We just saw him a month ago teaming up with his wife, being the the good guy, you know, doing the whole thing, beating up beating up Miz and all that stuff. Now she's saying thirty three days. I have thirty three days. I guess technically, technically less than thirty three days if you count like the Raw um, to tell the story. I, I'm I'm more kind of stuck in my head of like, why? How are they going to explain this? Like, what's the motive? Is, is he jealous? Is is he? aggressive like i don't know um but on the flip side michael's saying as has been healed for the majority of the last year would not make sense to turn him back heel so if they want as i just said if they wanted to go with the heel face thing kind of had to be edge and i think that's fair it's just like again i think it is a little unnecessary but yes absolutely brian it's it, it, he says he's pumped anyway i'm pumped anyway and i think it'll be matched the night i tweeted about this earlier just more as a more of a general sense um and it's just been a recurring thought I've had lately. Like most of the matches for WrestleMania, either the ones that have been announced and the ones that have been rumored or reported, don't do anything for me. I'm sorry. That sounds really bad. And I feel bad saying it. Like I'm excited or at least interested in Roman and Brock. It's, it is a big match. I'm curious to see how they handle it. Although today the report broke, they're probably going to just keep it two separate brands uh, for the titles, which isn't as interesting. But um, at least there's that. There's that dynamic. Uh, we've already seen Belair and Lynch. We uh, Charlotte and Ronda has been weird so far. Uh, then, you, then you throw in the wild card of Vince McMahon, seemingly having a match reportedly. Don't know. Thank you. Like, I, that's that. That's not what I'm here for. Yeah, talk. Even Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Like even the legendary Steve Austin doesn't do anything for him. Like I don't want to see him 20 years later. Uh, at what? Yeah, pretty much 19 years later from his last match. Um, and the, the fact, sorry, the fact, especially that Vince is going to be reportedly facing Pat McAfee of all people. I like Pat McAfee as a commentator. I thought he was did great in NXT um, and limited in limited action. But boy, I don't know, man. That's that's. Uh, I'm hoping the, these next five weeks are good because uh, otherwise, we're uh, you just. I don't know. It's gonna be weird. Um, but hey, hey, we might as well talk about it. We might as well talk about the fact we got we got the the first official seeds planted tonight for uh, something with Vince McMahon for WrestleMania. We saw the, for the first uh, Austin Theory Vince McMahon segment in a while. Um, they're talking about the fact that Vince McMahon, as announced last week, will be on the Pat McAfee show on Thursday. 
that's what I'll be available on YouTube. So make sure to check that out. And Theory tried to like say, oh, like, aren't you worried that he's going to jump you? And Vince McMahon said, oh, it's not that kind of show. And, th- and he walks away. And Theory's like, oh, but it could be. And I'm like, is, is that what we're doing? Like, what? what? And that's just saying that we don't need Vince. To, we, they could do Theory versus Pat. At least that'd be a match. But reportedly, take it with a grain of salt, reportedly, the match on the, 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 on the match listing is internally Vince versus Pat McAfee somehow. Although probably that's that's not going to be an actual match. It's going to be something. I don't know, John. What what do you think about this? What what does does the idea of Vince McMahon? I think he's 76, 78, I think seventy six. Do anything for you at this point? Yes, it does actually. Um, right. I I I I really like this idea because he's still a big name. He is seventy six. Um, I think this is I think this is a pretty big deal because he hasn't done this in a long time and uh. What, one of the reasons I'm okay with it is because I don't think it'll actually end up happening that way. Uh, I really think that Theory will step in here and be the one to actually wrestle in the match. Uh, I was playing all of these scenarios through my head, and for those of you that watch football and know about football, you know who Aaron Rodgers is, and he's he's a big guest on Pat McAfee's show every Tuesday. Uh, he's He has controversy himself right now with his NFL future. Now, I thought it would be a damn good idea to have Aaron Rodgers accompany Pat McAfee as Vince McMahon would accompany Austin Theory, and they could do a whole thing like that. This is gonna. This is meant to be entertaining, to pull people in. Uh, I think it's going to do that just because Vince being Vince, it's going to draw people's attention. Let's not forget Pat McAfee, who has millions and millions of followers and subscribers, who will draw in a non-wrestling crowd to watch the show. Uh, to me, this is smart from a business standpoint. From a storyline, hardcore fan aspect, I get why people don't like it. Um, I think this is a good idea. I just do. I think it's going to work. I don't think the match is going to be a five-star. It's not going to be probably a two-star. But it's gonna. I think it's going to serve its purpose. WrestleMania is meant to be the biggest spectacle in sports entertainment. That's why you see... People like Johnny Knoxville and Logan Paul and Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee and not people like, I don't even know, a, a normal wrestler that wrestles on 50 other weeks out of the year but doesn't get a spot at WrestleMania and they bring in these people that, and, and I know it sounds bad and you're thinking, well, that doesn't sound right. It's a spectacle. It, it sells um, tickets. Well, maybe not actually at the stadium because they're, kind of hurting for that but as far as getting people to watch and and generate buzz is what i'm what i'm talking about so i'm okay with it my problem with that uh sentiment is is that then like it feels like it's it's becoming if not not every match all right but we're starting to balance tip a little bit it's like all right you give me johnny knoxville versus Sami Zayn. all right like at least that makes sense they've been building it up since before the rumble at least the story and you know i can like i can get into that more than this and then you think about logan paul that didn't do anything for me last week i think that yeah we saw that that reveal quote unquote last week um and 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 now the idea again not officially confirmed yet but you know by by all reports seeming to uh, suggest leading to the direction of vince mcmahon doing something the fact that you're getting all three on the same card potentially more somehow some some more uh celebrities or whatever thrown in there as well oh man i just i don't know and again again like i i I agree okay i agree that it makes more sense from a business standpoint 
but there, there's, I, I think, a, a consequence to that, as, as you just said. Then, then you sacrifice in some ways, like the ability to have. I mean, and we saw. I will reference what Chad Gable said tonight. Chad Gable, guy, very talented wrestler, but far too often to show like WrestleMania, they load up on either, uh, if not celebrities, part timers or legends, whatever. And so then a guy like Chad Gable, Chad Gable, is left off the card. So he said tonight, I believe, uh, that he's never been on the card, and. To me, that just doesn't seem right because he's so talented. He's such a great wrestler. And especially now, he's really hitting his stride. So I hope he'll be on the card this year. But more referencing the general pattern. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as Eddie Zahari saying he's heard people calling it the worst WrestleMania ever. This isn't unprecedented, okay? We know they do this all the time. I'm not saying, oh, where is this coming from? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it feels a little gratuitous this year. That's what I'll say. Uh, and until until we officially kind of see how this unfolds events, I can't like fully criticize or anything, but I'm 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 concerned, I guess. I, I don't know. But um I got you. You know, speaking of Chad Gable, might as well bring it up. I guess there's a there's a, a twofold thing here. We had Alpha Academy face uh Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens earlier in the show after the KO show with both teams. Of course, we know they're uh, as currently scheduled. There will be a triple threat tag team match for the Raw titles next week. American Alpha defending against Rollins and Owens and uh, RK Bro, of course. So uh, Rollins and Owens defeat Alpha Academy, the champions tonight in non-title action. Later in the show, the Street Profits faced RK Bro. And both matches were very, very good. Uh, definitely kind of leaning into the idea, or the feeling for me at least, that Rollins and Owens could very well win the titles next week. But I think one of the bigger unfortunate storylines coming out tonight's show was that um, although not officially announced yet or anything, there was a very scary spot at the very end of the RK Bro match. Montez Ford, amazing frog splash, does it every every match pretty much, and never has a problem. He's great, never had an issue. But tonight, looked like he landed wrong somehow, or something went wrong, and looked, looked like he landed right on Randy Orton's shoulder area, uh, and it looked like it looked like Randy Orton was hurt. Uh, he he stayed down after the match. And it, it just very clearly looked like something was wrong, just based on the, the pure observation. Again, nothing has been officially announced yet. Um, I want to make that abundantly clear. But uh, that did seem to be a potential for, cause for concern. Riddle, Riddle you know, was chucking Orton more, more, more than you would usually see af after a move like that, after a loss like that. Usually, of course, yeah, the, the partners kind of regroup and, and, you know, lick their wounds or whatever. But this seemed to be a, a pretty... Uh, apparent injury so we don't officially know yet uh, as soon as we know more uh over on the news on the news side things we'll keep you guys posted but um i don't want to speculate too too much but if orton is hurt that would be a big bummer um for this is, this is the road to wrestlemania so that would definitely would be disappointing um i guess john first you know what, what do you think about the, the the two tag team matches and let's say worst case scenario if orton is hurt how do you see this unfolding because again it did look like that may be uh something that happened yeah, so as far as that Orton match goes, I mean, it's it's sad to see because it really was a good match. Uh, the ending was just very awkward. It, it seems like, uh, I don't know if Orton, maybe he didn't want to kick out because he didn't want to be in the match, or he thought the foot thing, you know, maybe he was hurt, he didn't want to move this part of his body, so he was just trying to get the foot out. Uh, so, or, or maybe it was a planned spot that just went wrong because Dawkins did grab the foot as if he was trying to, like, put it somewhere. So I'm not sure... Uh, you know, but the match was good. Everything up to that point was great. They worked really good together. Uh, you know, I thought maybe they were building up to eventually have like a, 
a fatal four-way tag match of sorts if they're not going to do the Owens and Stone Cold thing. Uh, but Dawkins is getting better by the week, and I'm glad to see because the focus has always been on Montez Ford. Um, you know, we don't like to speculate about Orton, so I don't think we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that much. But uh, it is a bummer to see because this match next week I was excited to see. Uh, I think we'll probably get a p- pretty clear indication on his status because I think if if he is hurt, uh, it would be within a couple of days they might announce a change or even announce the injury if it's to the extent that he could miss more than just a week or two, which it looked like if there was an injury, that probably would be the case. So we'll see what ends up happening. You have to feel bad, especially like for somebody like Riddle, who's like kind of like now, now what, you know, he's in that kind of situation there. So I'm excited to see this match. If it does happen, of course, I think it's going to be a, g- a good match. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I have doubts at this point, and I think for a good reason. No, of course. Yeah, again, I don't want to speculate recklessly. I'm just saying we're talking about what the what seemed to be the case based on what we saw and it seemed to be the general consensus. Again, as, as more becomes available, what will you all know? But um it does, as you said, John, various questions, raise some concerns here. And I'll, I'll reference something. You, I think I saw you tweet, John, tonight about potentially Stone Cold Steve Austin showing up next week, even if Archibro is out of this one. Uh, yes. I think they could still definitely do this. Stephen saying Stone Cold sh- could show up next week and help the uh, the Alpha retain. But if if Steve Austin coming back is not a thing, or or at least not next week, he sees uh, Rollins and Owens winning here. So is that something you see as a, a possibility, a probability, or something you at least want to see happen next week? Steve Austin coming back and oh, starting that? Oh, absolutely. 100%. That's what I want to happen. Uh, but, of course, then that puts Rollins in the situation of what does he do? You know, it's almost like his really his only possibility of a match would be if they could get Cody to come back at that point. Like, because like Rollins is just like the middle. Like, what 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 else would he do realistically? Like, nothing. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence, but I would like to see that happen if at all possible. Um, I'm gonna turn back the time machine way back a couple years now. Uh, this is before COVID in March of 2020. If you recall correctly, there was supposed to be a Austin 316 celebration. Oh in Pits- my gosh, in, 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 I remember that. In Pittsburgh, <laughs> PA. In Pittsburgh, PA. And like it was like that day or the day before is when they canceled shows yeah. and said there's, there's no Raw. And I was robbed of seeing Stone Cold in person. So I feel like this would be... I mean, he's going to be at WrestleMania regardless. Even if he's not in a match, he will be at WrestleMania. But I want to see him either in Cleveland next week or in Pittsburgh in four weeks like he was supposed to be the first time, uh, which I think if he is going to be involved in WrestleMania, he would be on the Raws leading up to it. We'll see. But to answer your question, uh, yes, I, I would like to see that happen. Uh, as for Rollins here, Michael Covenant saying Rollins has been red hot, four straight victories. He's beat Riddle, Orton, Orton, and Riddle again. And now off Academy tonight. So... Uh, it, even if Steve Austin comes back and that happens, you have to imagine somehow Rollins will, uh, he won't be left without a dance partner for WrestleMania. I, I can feel, I feel pretty safe in assuming that. But Nesh Curse for the, for the tag title match here, predicting that uh, Alpha Academy will not lose right now. Um, you know, at least based on what we've seen so far, I guess he's predicting they're going to win. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I would agree with, with that comment about, you know, if if Austin comes back, I, I could see that you know, being a way to get the titles off, or sorry, to, to keep the titles on Alpha Academy right now. Um, 
But if not, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of, of Owens and Rollins winning. They continue to tease potentially unifying the tag titles. I like that idea. I, I might as well unify some titles around here because I, I think that the the tag, tag team division, by and large, as good as some of the teams are, that the depth isn't really there. So I think that'd be beneficial. But uh, Gavin with the comments saying that if Owens is, sorry, if, if Orton's injured here, uh, Rollins versus Vittle for may were pretty good. I think that's a pretty good contingency plan. Again, especially depending what they do um with kevin owens again if if steve austin is on the table i think that's that would be good it would be a very good match i mean i think they could easily build that story mm -hmm. or rock saying she's heard about rollins versus uh, cody being a possibility again it's hard to like say oh i think that's gonna happen when the cody Rhodes thing is so up in the air like i, I can't confidently say yeah i, I would yeah. I, I would think he's gonna come come in for us because at this point again five weeks five weeks for for us mania and that's uh, some time but they are i would say that that time is quickly running out where I, I would think i would imagine they wouldn't want to quickly throw that together um so there you go but uh among, yet another notable development tonight we saw a new champion crowned when finn balor won the u.s title by beating damian priest this was one of my favorite parts of the show no knock on damian priest i'm sorry uh but we've been talking about this for weeks and weeks now uh the the split character thing inner Damien thing was not working at least for me as a fan I thought Damien had a pretty good run as, as a face as, as a, you know, a genuine face uh, on Raw and throughout the fall but the second they started with this like inner Damien thing they lost me and it's gotten I would say pretty much worse ever since DJ saying the shift finally happened Damien Priest and yes so Balor won right after the match as soon as it ended Damien Priest was was upset the inner Damien came out and he said, oh, you know, these people lifted you. All, all you people never supported me. And he got all upset. And then he, he attacked Finn Bauer and gave him the uh, razor's edge, whatever you want to call it, through the announce table. Pretty clearly setting up a rematch there. And I saw this idea going around a lot. A potential battle, battle of the demons, both internal and external, I guess, at WrestleMania with uh, Finn Bauer being the demon versus uh, Damian Priest. Nessa saying that she's glad Finn won. Bauer winning over, was overdue. That's what Brian Everett says. Um yeah, I thought this was the right call. I just, you know, time to kind of do not not exactly hit the reset, but just kind of go in a different direction with Damian Priest and see how this heel turn could go. John, what do you think about Balor winning the title, Priest turning heel, and where, where we might be going from here on out? Oh, well, we're definitely going to get a rematch. I think that's obvious, and I think it'll probably be the Demon versus uh, whatever his moniker is going to be at WrestleMania. I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to get. Now, he'd been teasing this for a while now, but it's been on and off, on and off, where he never thought it was actually going to happen, but then it finally did. Tonight was the full transition, like it's solidified now, that's the direction they've, they're they going in. Uh, now that there's a clear villain on the card, I think it would make more sense to proceed with this match. I think it will, and I don't think he'll win, but uh, who do you think would win? If it's if it's Demon Balor, I would have to think it's going to be Balor because you know yes, Balor lost as the Demon to Roman Reigns, but that's Roman Reigns, and they had the whole the rope snap debacle. You know if you remember that back Extreme Rules. I, I think other than Roman Reigns and that level of competitor, again not knocking Damian Priest, Damian Priest is not Roman Reigns, so I, I would imagine they would want to kind of preserve Demon Finn if that's what they're doing here um, to do that. Uh, if they are doing this, you know, heel turn, you kind know, of full-fledged thing, please go with it. Please stop with the, you know, inner Damien coming out, and he's, like, a good guy sometimes. Like, he clearly turned heel here. He's, like, he's, he's a heel, so, like, just roll with it. Like, they stop, you know, flipping back and forth. I think that's more interesting. That's that's more of a compelling story here. Um, 
but overall here, Eddie's saying he's predicting Demon Balor for his heel priest for Mania, Walzer for Balor. It's funny, it's just, I think like a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago, there were reports of Vince McMahon like stopped seeing Finn Balor as the top guy. Granted, U.S. title doesn't mean he's a top, seen as a top guy, but at least like we're seeing a renewed uh, interest in featuring him. I think that's that's a good thing. But no, I would agree. Presuming this is rematch, uh, likely for us Mania, I I wouldn't necessarily see Priest taking the title right back. I just don't think that would make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Jesse joking that Priest is probably going to lose his last name now. Just just be Damien. You know, honestly, Jesse, I I, I can see that because Damien being the the demon here, like. Or I, I, I can see, I can see it. The, the, the demon versus Damien, literally, quite literally, being on the billing there. <sighs> I mean, I, I guess this is progress in terms of what, compared to what we're seeing, and I am very happy to see that with Bauer here. But Dita is asking, do we think Priest will go back to the Arch of Infamy character, the one we saw in NXT? Uh, I mean, for, Priest was really a heel for a while there on NXT, so I think they could could do that. I don't know if it's likely. I mean, that's kind of in a weird purgatory where it's like they don't really reference a lot from NXT to begin with, at least that era. And now they're doing that whole 2.0 thing where we've, we've seen more crossover there. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, no, I, I think for now they're going to do the whole inner Damien thing and, and maybe they'll kind of circle back to that eventually. Um, what do you think, John? Do you think they're going to do that eventually or do you think that's kind of a, a thing of the past? Oh, I don't know. It's really hard to say. I just think that his time as champion is probably, you know, uh, dwindling and his uh, good run of the top f- five, six in the universal rankings. I jinxed last week because uh, that's probably coming to an end, too. <laughs> I, w- I would assume so. Someone who was likely not ranked in your t- your top rankings there. T-Bar. T-Bar was <laughs> back on <laughs> Raw tonight. Steven Chambers saying T-Bar and almost match. No comment. We're going to stop just, you know, maybe do a, t- a touch above no comment. T-Bar had a match, almost back on Raw, almost had a video package and a, a brief promo talking talk about how dominant he is and has been. Almost absolutely dominates T-Bar here. T-Bar, um, slightly less face paint, so I think that's some progress. But yet again, I feel like we talk about this for over a year now. Maybe someday Dominic Dajakovic will come back and... Uh, I think that'd be that'd be better. I tweet about it during the show. Dominic Dajkovic has plenty of potential. T bar, not so much. And they're the same person. So um yeah, ho- hopefully someday. But uh Steven Chamber saying he'd rather see Veer than almost. Well, well, folks, don't you know, take take some solace back. Veer is still coming. He is still coming to Raw. He's gonna get here eventually. We don't know when, we don't know how. Um, if you want to see Veer come, just watch main event, comes there all the time. But um Still has not come on Raw yet. Maybe maybe one of these days. But uh, something I did enjoy, something I did enjoy tonight, was the fact that we just, well, at least, well, okay. It, it was bittersweet. We saw Tommaso Ciampa on Raw again. That, that's a plus. We saw Tommaso Ciampa win the match. That's a plus. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa uh, faced uh, Robert Roode as part of this kind of crossover storyline with NXT 2.0. Uh, I think that's pretty cool, even as, some, as someone who has been very critical of NXT 2.0, just the 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 collaboration, the crossover, the, the shared universe. I, I love the MCU and all things like shared universe. I just, I, I like that. So like what you might, I like when companies or, or whatever use all the toy or at least acknowledge that, you know, you know, the, 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 the span there, that's not just raw. That's not just like, see, there's obvious overlap and they're literally on the same network. So that makes sense. 
Ziggler is a Raw superstar. Champa's on on NXT, so that makes sense. It all like it makes sense, and it's good. So last week we had um, Balor and Champa beat Dirty Dogs. Then they were doing their thing down on the NXT. We talked about that on the on the NXT show this week. Or speaking of NXT last week, we saw Champa face Robert Roode. Robert Roode uh, took the loss here with the roll up from Champa, but of course, I myself and many others were upset. They took away No One Will Survive, one of my very favorite theme song, sorry, theme songs in all of WWE, maybe even in all of wrestling at this point. Um, and Brian saying that was the best part of Champa. I mean, Champa is a phenomenal wrestler. I, th- I, I think he is great as a wrestler. I am a big fan of his theme song, though. So if they took that there. I hope he still has on NXT. If this is like his 100% new theme song, I'll be, uh, I will not be a happy camper. But, um, I, I am glad at least that Champ is winning matches on Raw and it feels like he is kind of somewhat on Raw now, or at least splitting duty, kind of like Karen Cross was for a while last year. That's the thing that she loves Champa. I've I've been a big fan of Champa for a while here. But John, what are you thinking about this ongoing um crossover of NXT Champa winning matches here and uh it being a part of Raw at this point? Yeah, well, I think that it's been something that hasn't really made a whole lot of sense, but they've been trying to tie it together with the NXT feud. Uh, the theme music is terrible. They did not need that. So uh, I agree with Eddie. No one can survive. Um, the The feud, though, itself has been pretty good so far. I like that uh, Tommaso won. Uh, so we'll see what they do with them on the main roster. I'm not convinced it's going to be anything great yet. So we, there's not much you can do except kind of just give them the benefit of the doubt. But can you really do that? So I, they I don't know. To. They make it hard <laughs> to. Man, I just, uh, I like to come from Eddie. I thought of this a while ago. I just ran with all of it one day where the, the, the song No One Will Survive has turned into like a very uncanny um commentary or or like theme song for the rounds rounds and budget cuts that literally no one will survive and i just think that's kind of ironic especially the fact there were some cuts for for nxt it's just it's a shame man it's such a good song um and i i do eddie i do think they changed this uh i i remember hearing at some point they changed uh the deal they had they had they had cfo doing the themes for a long a a while there i believe they changed that and they got someone else doing them now don't quote me on that. I'm not positive. I just, I remember hearing something along those lines, uh, and I do I do know it's on my it's on my phone, John. It's on my Spotify. Uh, don't I won't survive. I listen to it all the time. You mentioned it last week when we were talking about it. Love the song. I love the song. So I can I I can confirm it. it's by CFO. So I remember seeing it may have even been a year ago. Like it's been a while. I I remember seeing that they have a new person that, or there's something with CFO. So I would imagine that may have been why. And yes, it is a very generic theme and it's not good. So it's a shame, but boy. Uh, And yeah, yeah, Scott George, unfortunately, as we're seeing here, uh, maybe not Vince specifically, but WWE as a whole tearing down Triple H's NXT, which we can say, including, uh, including uh, Chappas theme here. It's a shame, but um, yeah, uh, did you point out uh, more, more historically that changed, uh, I guess the change from CFO when it's fired Jim Johnson. I thought CFO was after Jim Johnson. I think, I think there's a new guy now or a new person now. I don't know. I just, I feel like there, there's something about that. Like that's why they're doing more, more of these non CFO theme songs, but, but I guess there was also a new raw, raw theme song tonight. I honestly, I didn't notice the theme song. I noticed the opening video more, um, so I actually can't comment too much on that. John, did you notice the, the different theme song tonight? 
Yeah, I noticed that in the video package. I thought it was pretty cool. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. I like the old one, and I, I want to point out for Legendary by Skillet. I love that era of Raw. That was a really, I, I like that one a lot. Um, okay, Brian's saying if they play music from CFL, they'd have to pay them, I guess, based on any, on some disagreement they had there. Again, I just, I think that's a shame because I think a lot of CFO's songs are good. If I remember correctly, I think Finn Bowers is also by CFO. I think Ricochet is as well, like a bunch of that era of, of, of superstars. I could be wrong in that one, but, um, that doesn't bode well for uh, for some of these other th- other theme songs. But uh, we also had a six-woman tag team match to hype up Be- Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Um, now, John, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Nikki A.S.H. has won a single match since she turned heel. I honestly, I can't think of one. Uh, she's lost to Rhea Ripley a couple times. There was one time they were going to have a match, and then she, she attacked Rhea before the match. So they couldn't actually have the match. So she won the night, but didn't actually win the match. Uh, and she, she took the pin here. Which all, which all leads me to say that Nikki turning heel has not done her any, any favors in, in, a, in, a, in a meaningful sense of you know wins and losses, but apparently those, those don't really matter, so it's okay. But of course, the big story here, for whatever reason, John, Bianca Belair's hair is not a weapon. It was literally compared to a kendo stick. It sounded like a kendo stick. It left the same uh, impact as, as a kendo stick, um, but it's... It, it's not real disqualification. Uh, Bianca used it on Becky during the match, sent her scurrying to uh, the, the up the ramp there. She had the, these really bad welts, and it sounded like they may have gimmicked the, the mic or something to make it sound even more loud. Oh, yeah, they absolutely did. So, but people, th- this people seem to respond well to this. They're like, oh, wow, like the, the whip sounded so good. So, even if they, you know, may have pumped it up a little bit, I think it came across fairly well, but at the very least, Bianca pinned uh, Nikki SH, got more more momentum. And yes, yes, Jesse, I agree. The hair should be considered a weapon because they're literally, she's just whipping it. And like, it's a weapon, John. It's a weapon. But uh, Bianca won out of the match here, getting more momentum for this uh, WrestleMania match. What are you thinking about this match at this point? Any thoughts on the six-woman tag team match? Uh, Bianca's hair and and anything to that effect? Oh, I mean, it was all right. It was a a pretty good tag match that utilized all the talent in a pretty good manner. Uh, you, it was obviously an edited audio to when the hair whip there. It, it still gave all of the women a chance to showcase their talent and be featured on the show, which is nice. Uh, they had time too. It was competitive. It wasn't rushed. So I think uh, the talking point of this will obviously be the Belair and Lynch hair whip, which we'll probably see again at WrestleMania. Uh, I'm excited to see who gets that win because I'm still on the fence about uh, who will get the win there. Yes, it remains hard to tell. Uh, I still think it should be Bianca. I, I still I don't think that's a, a given at this point. I mean, anything can really happen. But um, I do good point from DJ. Maybe they'll do a stipulation of you know maybe Bianca won't be able to use her hair because she's used it several times. And that's pointing out no, it's not the first time. Uh, she's used it any, any number of other times here uh, in various matches. So. I do think it, it should be kind of not not outlawed. I just mean, in in this match, maybe find a way to kind of I don't know, do a do a pick your poison and have Becky be able to choose a stipulation or something. But no, I, I think it's a weapon. Like they they would have called it a uh, compared to a kendo stick. So I don't know. Um, I thought the match was fine. I, I thought it was good for for Bianca to win the match here. Uh, Nasha predicting that uh, Bianca's going to win at WrestleMania. 
Yeah, I think that's probably the right call. Do you, do you just upset they had uh, Becky dressed like Ray Ripley? I think there definitely was uh, a lot of similarity there. They both dressed in like black leather, a leather like outfit. <laughs> I wasn't that bothered by it, but you know, maybe maybe a little a little more coordination of, outfit, of outfits would help. But uh, dress modesty, Bianca's at least going for back to back WrestleMania moments. I believe today they confirmed both women's title matches will be on the same day, Saturday. Saturday. Um, I don't know what the, what the thinking is there, but um, there you go. That's that's a thing. Like <laughs> they they announced it. Um, what what any thoughts on the what? why they might have done that or, or if you are in favor of that, John? Uh, I'm not in favor of it and I have no idea why they're doing it unless they're planning on adding uh, a handful of more matches to the second night. That's the only thing I can think of for as far as for the women go. Uh, I don't know. It seems like most of the matches they've announced so far have been for night one, except uh, the, the Roman and Brock matches night two. I think everything else that's been confirmed to have a night is on night one. By and large, yeah, I, I think um, I, I can't think of any others that have been specifically linked to tonight one. I think that, that's obviously subject to change as always. But maybe one of the matches they announced tonight could be on night one, John. They they randomly threw together after probably a total of two minutes build that Carmella and Zelina Vega will defend the women's tag team titles against Sasha Banks and Naomi at WrestleMania. Now, John, on SmackDown, they had... Maybe 30 seconds of Naomi coming into the ring after Sasha Banks beat Shotzi, and she said, we're going to be the next Women's Tag Team Champions. I don't remember her saying anything about WrestleMania, but for whatever reason, tonight on Raw, uh, Carmella and Zelina Vega took this to mean that uh, it was a, it was a challenge for WrestleMania, and that set the stage for, for a title match WrestleMania. Now, John, I've said that several times on this very show. They have five weeks. They they have plenty of time. Like that's a good amount of time, especially because they they could have uh, Vega and uh, Kamala on both Raw and SmackDown. That's plenty of time to to build up this match. Not saying it's going to be a a show stealer or something that like everyone's really on those their, their seats for anyway. Because that's where we are with the the women's tag titles. Just a little more. Give me like two weeks of like some something some storyline. I don't know. This just like really just felt like a pretty bad like lack of uh, storytelling effort of like again thirty seconds of Naomi's like yep we're gonna be the next tag team champions and again I watched SmackDown Friday I covered the whole show I don't remember her saying anything about that uh, about the WrestleMania challenge and so that didn't make sense in the first place it is worth it is worth remembering that uh, Banks and Naomi used to be in Team Bad together Team B or Team BAD whatever you want to say. Um, so there's history there. I feel pretty safe in saying they're going to win. But interesting wrinkle. Carmella has has teased um, something for for if if she and Vega win WrestleMania, John. She has teased that with a victory. A bedroom celebration. Not just a bedroom celebration. Just like Angelito famously did many years ago. She made it abundantly clear that uh, in reference to Vega saying, oh, on your on your new show that's on the WWE YouTube channel, cheap plug. Uh, you talk about sex all the time. And, and Camilla said, oh, you think we talk about sex all the time? Just see what happens if we win if we win our match at WrestleMania. And that's how they announced that. <sighs> John, I, I <laughs> could, they're not going to do this, are they? I know. And let me tell you why. Because speaking of which, on SmackDown, did you see me on TV on Friday? You had to have seen me on TV. Come on. 
the big Penn State jersey in the middle. You didn't see me? Come John, on. We were, we were talking before when we went on there. It was a sold-out show. I'm sure, you know, they may have panned you at one point. I, I was in not... row one. I was facing the camera one. the whole time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I did not see you rocking the, the Penn State gear. So Anyway, anyway, um, the whole uh, Sasha and Naomi thing, they're going to win. They're going to win, so there will be no celebration. That's all I wanted to say. How do you guys? How did you guys not see me? Like, <laughs> literally. That's a look for you, John. That's a look for you. You didn't even you know. have to look. I was in the first row. Like, I don't understand. You know? Oh my gosh. In my defense, I I'm half watching most of the time. I'm writing stuff. I'm not, I'm rarely like fully look there. Oh wait, John is showing us his phone. I see you now, John. I see you during the okay. See. I, I, if I was looking closely, I, I should, I could have seen you. I was watching that segment actually. So there you go. If you're, if you're watching on video, there, there is John Clark front and center on SmackDown on TV. John, you're a celebrity. Um, so there you go. John was in SmackDown on TV on Fox. John, you're, you're, you're a superstar, but, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Eddie pointing out if, if in a wild world they do, Corey, Corey and Camilla doing some live sex thing it'll be much more pg and keep in mind edgley did that i think that was 2006 and that was like borderline attitude like okay ruthless aggression era so it's still kind of the the aftermath of the attitude era so they're still doing crazy stuff i don't know how they would do a, a watered down version of that but i don't want to see it i i don't i'm sorry like naomi and bianca's winning is much more interesting also, i'm all for it man i'm all for it <laughs> It is worth pointing out that they had um that okay, it's by by adding Banks and Naomi as a team, John, they tr they doubled the size of the women's tag division in WWE. That is remarkable and very sad. That is very sad. So it's miraculous like, though. Oh uh, uh, miraculous yeah, I thought that that was all right. Uh, but you want to talk about something that was worse involving the women. I wasn't going to talk about this, but I briefly have to cover it because it was quick and harmless. Uh, there was love in the air tonight. <laughs> Unfortunately, everyone involved of this is capable of much more than what they're in. Mm -hmm. Ozawa, even Reggie, and yes, Dana Brooke and Tamina. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about all this. Um, you go ahead and give your opinion because I, I don't really want to. <laughs> All right, first off, Nesha, my friend, saying, Romus is in the air saying, come on, Colin, you loved it. All right, I love Index. I love love. I'm a fan of love. I want other people to be happy. I, li I like seeing people be happy, like when it's done well. Um, this was not done well, like not as a knock on the performers, but like this was not written well. Like we had this tag team match. Yes, DJ, again, we're seeing like too, too far leaning into NXT 2.0 on Raw and SmackDown here. I know I noted that I think two weeks ago on SmackDown. Now it, it John, it's spreading. It's spreading. Um, I'm there's a joke for me there. It's spreading badly. It's, it's permeating throughout the main roster here. Now unfortunately, we're seeing... they don't all look like Gigi Dolan either. Oh well, you're right on that one. But uh, <laughs> you know, um, this oh, man. So they 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 were generous enough to play a video package where we had. Uh, Reggie screwing over Dana because he was, he was tired of being in the friend zone. That was two weeks ago. Last week, we had uh, Dana pin Reggie to win the title, um, to, to win 24-7 title, I should say. And then, you know, we've got this, you know, hot romance story, you know, the, the soap opera-like thing unfolding on Monday Night Raw. 
um you know th- th- this is what we're all watching the show for three hours of of you know romance and 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 whatever you want to call this uh and also on the on, on the at the same time you've got uh, jesse saying taumina tam awa <laughs> whatever you want to call the, the couple of, of kiritazawa and tamina uh the will they won't they um romance that they're doing as well doing both like at the same time they're, they're overlapping uh in, in different ways here uh with, with the the 24 title as the the centerpiece of this romance uh so now mixed tag team action reggie and dana versus akira and tamina uh, uh reggie and dana won and then after the match dana just like plants one right on reggie kisses him so hard he falls down they're they're making out on, on pg tv cool <laughs> and then if you remember i think it was two weeks ago maybe last week time is a blur uh reggie wa- or sorry akira wanted to kiss him to me and she refused she was not having it she said no 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 i don't want any of you she walked away but tonight she grabbed him we had a moment of of incredible suspense and everyone was on the edge of their seats and she kissed him and akira Tozawa, her was very happy he got the kiss that he wanted love is in the air but yes nesha very good point this this show tonight, we're recording on February 28th. Valentine's Day was two weeks ago tonight. Why in the world didn't they do any of this when, on, the, on the day of love? On the very the, the very day that love is meant to be celebrated. Um, my, Michael's saying that Reggie's getting something better than the title. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would say so. Um, that was a good one. Good, well played, sir. But uh, Jesse's saying that the recaps of Dana kissing Reggie so hard, her makeup ended up on his face. Yeah, that she she planned him right, she, right on the right right on the kisser there. Uh, I don't know. I just again, I loved Index. I like when once when it's a like fully fleshed out story, and you've got like you know peaks and valleys and swerves and, and, and well okay this one has had swerves i can't i can't say that it hasn't but, but when they're done well when, when it's a compelling story i'm 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 invested and i'm interested in, in you you draw me in index had the benefit of of the way of johnny gargano the the mvp of nxt and, and cancer a very 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 talented group overall this isn't that this isn't that so i don't know where where it's going to continue to go um I don't feel like it's going anywhere particularly good, but if no, of course, Sean, it's more for, yes, it's worth pointing out Reggie um, for better or worse. He keeps getting put in these weird romance storylines. Uh, if you remember, he was kind of in a romance thing with Nia Jax way back when uh, that was a thing. Now he's doing this. Eddie's wanting worse and go next week. Well, they're not going to do two live, live sex things. So I think they're going to reserve that for Kamala and, uh, and, and uh, Corey, you know, down the road, maybe. Will you be tuned in? Well, John, I'll, I'll have to be. It's, 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 it's my job to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they do it at 930 on a Monday, like I'll be here whether I want to be or not. Okay, um, fair enough. But uh, two, both Reggie and Nash just saying Reggie is a player. Um, he is a player, uh, for again, better or worse. So we'll 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 see how it unfolds. I don't know where it's going. Uh, I don't think they know where it's going. I, I think they're just writing it out. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Something else I don't really get the point of. I guess two things. Stephen Chambers pointing out that yes, the hurt business. 
for whatever reason, still being called that. They won a match tonight. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin got a win by beating the Mysterios. Now, beforehand, we had a promo from Randy Dominic uh, talking about the Miz, talking about Logan Paul. John, Ray Mysterio is a living legend. He is an all-time great. He's he's a first belt Hall of Famer, 100%. The man is incredible. This promo w- was ripped right out of WWE 2K22. And I can tell you that confidently, even though the game hasn't come out yet. This was just so canned and like... The sound like it was written like by who's ever writing WWE2K. Uh, Ray said, you know, oh, I've also made it. We'll, we'll be done with your done with your, your BS or whatever. And then Dominic, oh goodness, John. And then Dominic took the microphone and then just the most like uncomfortable like promo. He was like, Oh, like we're not tonight, we're not worried about some Hollywood mega dumbass or something. And like I was like, no, no, like no, oh. Stop talking. Just please stop. And then and then the Miz came out and he was talking about being a megastar and talking about Logan Paul, saying that Logan Paul was more than more of a man than anybody in that arena, talking about people being jealous and talking about how he's finally getting respect. Thanks, Logan Paul. John, the Miz called teaming up with Logan Paul, or I should say aligning with Logan Paul, not even teaming up with him, aligning with Logan Paul, a high of, of his career. This is a man who, as he as he said tonight, has defeated John Cena at WrestleMania, who has won the IC title, who has done all these great things. Apparently, Logan Paul is right up there with the very best of them, uh, of those accolades there. Um, but even even outside the promo there, with Stephen saying Dom needs to improve his promo skills, and that's saying that Dom doesn't need a mic. And as, as we've noted before, Dominic, as Eddie's saying, probably could benefit from going back to NXT, or go sorry, going to NXT. He's never even really been there. Um uh, we had this match with with the Hurt Business. Now, John, I ask you, how how the uh, Hurt Business is not two people, right? The, the Cedric and Shelton got kicked out of Hurt Business twice. They got brought back, kicked out again. How are they still the Hurt Business? They like I understand they probably like still want them to have a name, but my gosh, like that it feels so weird to have them still be the Hurt Business. But however you want to feel about that, they won the match tonight, and good for them. But at the same time, I don't feel remotely confident that's going to go anywhere like this is just going to be they're not it's, i i don't they they're, they're, they might not even be on tv next week and yet they won tonight <sighs> they, 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 they pinned dominic thanks to a distraction from Miz. john what do you think about all this well i don't understand the whole naming thing like you said uh i do think that Miz and logan paul are going to get really big reactions next week since they're in cleveland their hometown so i think that's going to be kind of working against them a little bit because WWE doesn't want that and they'll probably be cheered out of their minds. Now, as far as like the Hurt Business, you're right. They're not going to be back anymore probably for a while. They have the name. I don't know why they have the name. The match that they had was all right, but it was kind of awkward at some moments, especially when Shelton and Dominic were in the ring. I've seen people saying that Dominic needs to go to NXT. I don't think he needs to go to NXT. That would kind of just really hurt his stock at this point. Just leave him where he is. He's doing fine. Uh, I don't know. As far as WrestleMania goes, I I, I kind of think that the Miz and Logan Paul would win, though. Crazy to think that, but I think that's the direction we're going. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. In it could it could happen because like by and large you can't have all the bad the bad guys the heels whatever win. So let, as we we're talking about earlier, if they do. Um, you know, if as we saw on SmackDown, Giant Knoxville, it feels like that's kind of that's going to be happening. Giant Knoxville, Sami Zayn. I don't know if I see Giant Knoxville beating Sami Zayn, but maybe. 
But then if you have that, I feel like they're not going to have Johnny Knoxville beat Sami Zayn and Miz and Logan Paul beat um, Ray Mysterio, John, uh, John. Ray and Dominic Mysterio. That, like, again, as I said a minute ago, Ray, future Hall of Famer, all-time great, former world champion. I mean, granted, he's team up with the Miz, not team up with, like, I don't know, someone else. But uh, I don't know. There's a way you could get there. Steven saying Miz and Paul win. Mysterio's break up Dominic snaps. Maybe you have Dominic snap mid match, and then you do that. Jesse, not a fan of uh, of Logan Putchin winning WrestleMania. He's saying Logan Paul winning Mania with a with a puke emoji there. But um, if anything, I I I I would like some not swerves, just some unexpected outcomes. WrestleMania, you know, some like I, it's not fun when you, when you have a WrestleMania card and you're like, oh, this is what's going to happen boom, 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 boom. And all that happens like then, you know, prove, prove me wrong. Show me something else can happening. You know, I don't know. And that's just saying Johnny Knoxville better not beat Sami Zayn. You know, it's, it's the IC title. I mean, Robert and I, and I talked about this on the SmackDown side of things. And we, John, we were talking about, about this earlier this very show. Like at this point, very much so it feels like we WWE or at least WrestleMania is a show about spectacle and stars and, and buzz for like better word. So in a way, like it becomes more defensible or at least conceivable of like, oh, give give John Knoxville the IC title. Like, why not? I don't know. But I I do think I don't I don't know. Out of, the, out of this promo tonight, I don't necessarily think it's time to have uh Randomic split up. And at that point, you know, we are almost okay, let's call it a year and a half into Dominic Beyond Main Roster, if you uh, dating back to SummerSlam 2020, uh, the road to that. Um so I don't know what else to do in that sense is like he's been with ray and he's been or he's he's been on he's been featured on the shows uh not consistently here and there that he's been kind of absent here and there but and he's, he's still very young i fully understand that you can't knock the guy he's still very very young but you know i don't know you know jesse's saying you know ray you could say ray carry dominic vice versa or oh sorry he's saying with the, with the idea of a split you could have that be the reason for the split i don't know man I don't know. Um, Neither do I. Well, I'm waiting to see as always. But overall, that was a a surprisingly, you know, fairly eventful episode overall. John, what do you, what do you think about it overall here on a scale of, of one to ten? I'll go with a solid seven. Uh, I think it wasn't a good uh, average show there with uh, a couple storyline uh, movements that was positive, but also a couple pointless segments and matches that didn't make any sense. Just an, a, a nice average show. Hopefully, next week is better. Really hoping since I'll be there, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I try to expect you're gonna get, you're gonna get a, a tag title match. They didn't announce um, anything else officially yet so far, but so we'll wait and see. Maybe we'll see some more fallout of the Edge and AJ Styles stuff. Maybe, maybe you'll get you know some build for for the world title scene because you know you know Brock Lesnar technically is the the WWE champion who's supposed to be on Raw sometimes. Maybe he's a free agent, but you know, semantics. Uh, we got a, a 6 from Sean Acoff, a 6.5 from Brian Everett. We've got a 7.5 from Nestor Curse, a 6.5 from Steven, a 7 from Jesse as well. Um, yeah, a rough, you know, range here. You know, you gave it a 7. Um, 7.5, yeah, it's pretty good from Nestor. You know, it, it, this, it will be the fallout next Monday of the Madison, the Madison Square Garden show on Saturday. Again, I, th- I think I mentioned last time, I, I think they should televise that somehow. I don't think they will. They haven't said anything. I think it would be beneficial somehow to do that. Um, I think that would be you know a good way to kind of build up WrestleMania 
the road drills manual a little bit, but I wish I was, I guess. But for me, I would say a solid 6.6. I thought it was pretty good, all things considered, especially for all. Always grading on the raw curve. Can't complain too much. Michael, an 8.5. <laughs> Saying he's happy Reggie's one of the few dudes to make it out of the friend zone. You know, cheers to Reggie. You know, there you go. Reggie's uh, enjoying plenty of and plenty of success in the ring and out of the ring, I guess, these days on Raw. Um, but DJ on the flip side thing saying 5.5, too many NXT 2.0 skits. Again, I would agree we are leaning a little bit too into the, the NXT 2.0 side of things there. Um, and I don't see that getting better. So maybe some cause for concern there. Um, again, I, ideally, they would advertise the MSG show on Peacock. Would make sense. But I, that's just me saying I think they should do that. But I've, I haven't heard anything about that whatsoever. As far as I know, it's just, just going to be a house show that, that they've been hyping up on TV, I guess, to drive ticket sales. But um, there you go. So, John, you'll not, well, actually, you're going to be there next Monday. So, yeah, I won't be here next Monday. <laughs> uh, I will be here, as always, on Monday. I'll be here, as we talked about earlier. Whatever, whatever happens with Reggie, I'll be here to talk about it, you know, wherever they're going with that and, and whatever else happens. Uh, I'll be here to talk about, about that on the Raw Post Show. John, you, you and I will be here on Tuesday night to talk about WWE NXT 2.0. Schedule permitting, Robert and I should be here on Friday. Yeah, we should be good to go for this Friday. I was covering GCW this past Friday. We should be good to go this Friday night for SmackDown. Otherwise, uh, the two, two Diamond Dudes and Rampage cover all things AEW. And otherwise, we've got a great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys. I interviewed Ring of Honor's uh, Caprice, Col- Caprice Coleman recently. Uh, he that went up today in, in honor of Black History Month. The, the, the tail end of Black History Month, there we talk about all things Ring of Honor and more. I interviewed the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Matt Cardona. That'll be coming out officially this week. I, I ran a piece of uh, you know, a, a preview of, of it for a GCW match against X Pac on Friday. And yeah, Stephen Chambers, Matt Cardona, six titles. He's the belt collector. It is the most wonderful thing. It makes me so happy. He's, I, I'm such a okay, I'm marking out. He, I'm a, such a big fan of him. It's so cool seeing him, seeing him do such great things all over the place. The man, the man is amazingly busy. And so that's why I, I was especially glad to get to sit down with him and talk about everything that he's doing. He's going to be at NWA Crockett Cup this month. He's uh, doing great things on Impact. He's doing things with GCW and more everywhere. The man is incredible. Uh, and I got to hit talking to him all about it. I'm, you know, I'm geeking out, but there you go. <laughs> But no, it's it's cool. Uh, that'll be going up, going up officially this week. Uh, all that and more. All it was available on, on all our platforms there. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, all that good stuff. You know where to find us. Leave a like and subscribe. Especially so. Now, John, I, I usually say this for, for pandemic-related pandemic related reasons, but now I can say the world is a very terrifying place. A very, very, very terrifying place. So that's why we come here to get away from all that, to, to just to focus on um, some, some not scary stuff. The world of wrestling. That's what we do here on Mondays, whether whether it's toaster time on Tuesdays or trying to sort through whatever you get on Monday nights or, or you know, kind of a mixed bag over on SmackDown, whatever it might be. That's what we do here at WrestleZone here every well, most nights of the week, really. So that being said, John, in doing so, we come here, we come together to do one thing above all it is. And can, can you tell me what that is? Enjoy wrestling. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep you guessing. <laughs>